Chapter Twenty of To London Town. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. To London Town by Arthur Morrison. The shock left Johnny and Bessie numb, and though Bessie was quicker, the change took Johnny two or three days to realize, even to understand. His first distinct impression was one of injury and resentment. He had been tricked, hoodwinked, his mother. Even his mother had deceived him and Bessie. Why? Why not tell them first? She would have told them. He was sure. She told them everything. Butson had persuaded her to keep them in ignorance till the thing was done, lest they should rebel and perhaps bring her to a change of mood, and Johnny's guess was a good one. Forthwith, his resentment became something more. Hate. Mere hate for this man who had come between him and his mother, this cadger of suppers thrusting himself into their intimate life. And yet, perhaps this was simple anger at the slight and the deception jealousy at finding a stranger as dear to his mother as himself was butson might turn out none so bad a fellow he was very decent over the callipers for instance curse the callipers johnny's anger was not to be reasoned down on sunday he had his own mother now there was nothing but butson's wife more the man was his father his stepfather chief authority in the house with respect and obedience due to him, that seemed intolerable. For a moment Johnny had mad notions of leaving home altogether, and shifting for himself, going aboard ship, abroad, anywhere. But that would be to leave Bess alone, and his mother. His mother might need him yet. He told Long Hicks, as they tramped to work over the locks and bridges in the bright morning, early and still, and it surprised him to see Hicks' tacit concern at the news. The long man reddened and stuttered, and checked himself suddenly at an imminent outburst of speech. But that was all. He offered no opinion and made no remark. And as he was given to suppressed excitement on small occasion, Johnny presently forgot it. As for Bessie, her distress, quiet as it was, was beyond telling her association with her mother had been so intimate that this change was dark bereavement and for butson and his coarse pretense her feeling was sheer repulsion neither boy nor girl had the habit of dissimulation and though they said little it needed small discernment to guess something of their sentiments poor nan was dismayed to perceive that they did not take to butson instant on the news of the novel relationship indeed it perplexed her for in her simple view he was a resplendent person of finer mould sore hit by a cruel world and entitled to the respectful sympathy at least and coldest of the merest stranger more nobody could be more completely devoted than he to the interests of johnny and bessie he had most vehemently assured her of it again and again but after all the thing was sudden they must realize his true worth soon 
though meantime she was distressed extremely Butson saw plainly enough but for the present cared not at all he had won his game and for a little time unwanted plenty and comfort satisfied him though he was not insensible that this was a place wherein he must do something more to make himself absolute master uncle isaac got the news on tuesday evening when he came for supper for a week or ten days he had been little seen at harbor lane because of an urgent job involving overtime a thing not to be neglected in these lean years he had suspected nothing moreover supposing butson to be so often attracted to nan's by the mere prospect of supper now when he was told he was near as astonished as johnny had been he sat at random fortunately on a chair and opened mouth and eyes but ere his mouth closed he had resolved on his own course the thing was done and passed undoing he sprang to his feet and seized one of butson's hands the nearest in both his own mr butson he said butson me old friend ernie me dearest opes and wishes is rewarded nan you're done most dutiful the confidentialist all my intentions for what was my confidential intentions ere i says confidential to meself ere is my niece a young woman as i wish every possible good fortune to though i says it meself a very suitable young woman oh some little property with two children and a business two children and a business was my reflection what's more airs my very respected friend butson than which none more so fashionable by a bit and connections with no children and no business them considerations bein thus what fowlers what's the cause and pediment to alle matrimony far be it from me says i to dictate but i'll take em in to tea any ow and i'll do whatever else is nisri use i'll do it says i as is my duty i'll work if it's mortal possible whether grateful or not i'll do it an i done it uncle isaac punched his left palm with his right fist and looked from husband to wife with the eye of the righteous defying censure nan flushed and smiled and indeed she was relieved no consideration of her unaccustomed secrecy had given her more doubt than that it must shut her off from uncle isaac's advice loss enough in itself and probably an offence to him this uncle isaac went on taking his chair once more and drawing it up to the table this is a great and appy occasion and as sich it should be kept up nan is there sich a thing as a drop o spirits in the ouse there was most of a small jar of whiskey the first purchase mr butson had caused on his change of condition it was brought with tumblers and uncle isaac celebrated the occasion with full honors and much fragmentary declamation he drank the health of bride and bridegroom first separately and then together he drank the health of the family completed and adorned by the addition of butson he drank success to the shop long life to all the parties concerned 
happiness to each of them and a certain forgetfulness ensuing he began his toast list afresh in conscientious precaution lest something had been omitted see there bess see there miguel he exclaimed with some thickness of utterance turning to bessie whose one desire was to remain unnoticed and making a semicircular swing of the arm in butson's direction your father no st stepfather local rentis as a cripple and a burden it's your duty to be grateful for the circumstance bein a widderer o long ex experience meself i'm grateful for us surroundin privileges which is your duty to respect see duty to respect and obey likewise honor cause if shillin don't speck and bay wash good catechism bay washed ca catechism eh uncle isaac's voice grew loud and fierce wash become ca catechism i say null avoid ca sisms null avoid here pausing to look round at mr and mrs budson he lost his argument altogether and stared owlishly at the wall ow so mediver occasion be in the state and pediment o ole matrimony cordon to confidential tensions nothing remains but esk you all join me in drinkin de drinkin er er they'll drop more uncle isaac subsided with his face on the table and his eyes closed so that it grew necessary for mr butson to shake him and bring him to a perpendicular whereupon being duly invested with his hat he was safely set in his way on the narrow pavement of harbour lane End of chapter twenty